0: Hey, everyone, welcome to the She's Invincible podcast, and I am super excited to introduce you to our guest today. We have the amazing Chris Ward with us today, and Chris is the leading authority in productivity and building your business by building your team. She's the author of Win the Hour, Win the Day. She helps entrepreneurs easily double their income and triple their time off. After the loss of her husband, Chris returned full-time to the marketing agency she had founded years earlier. She was thrilled to see that her business had not only survived, but her absence but was still growing. Now, Chris has completely changed the landscape for entrepreneurs by sharing the successful practices that allowed her absence. Regardless of your business, industry, or size, Chris can show you how to double your income and triple your time off. Chris has been interviewed by one of the original sharks from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, and ABC's The Secret Millionaire, James Malachak. Her book has been featured on the award-winning Read to Lead podcast and dozens of other top iTunes podcasts, radio shows throughout the U.S. and TV shows, including The Riley Reports. Win the Hour, Win the Day offers a four-week productivity plan to go from overwhelmed to highly efficient so that you can reclaim your life. Chris is the podcast host of uh, Win the Hour, Win the Day, And she
1: is my amazing friend. Welcome, Chris. Well, that is quite an enthusiastic intro. I think I need to shorten that, but uh, I'm really honored to be here. I mean, just to be on a podcast called Invincible, like I'm feeling pretty puffed up today. So it's good (laughs) stuff. Girl, you are invincible and it is such a joy to know
0: you and to have you here as a guest with us today and to share you and your wisdom and your journey with our listeners. So welcome. I'm just so grateful. And, you know, I want to ask you, um, what makes you invincible?
1: Oh, I don't know. (laughs) You know what? I I don't, I mean, I'm I'm not uncomfortable, but I, I, that's a powerful word. And I, so I don't own that word other than being on this podcast, but I guess what I would say, people do speak to me on a regular basis about my determination or my focus or that, you know, given there's been some obstacles in my life and, and they say, you know, you just, you didn't lay down. And, and to me, I guess I just think, uh, there was no option. Like you're here and you need to rise up and do the best you can with every day. And when there are losses or things that happen to you, I guess how I look at it is I need to honor those people that did believe in me and that did support me. So I get up every day and I try to do it better than I did yesterday. And so just that's it. You just, there's no time for sitting around crying about anything. So that's my my whole thing about every day, just get up and do that day justice. Really.
0: I love that. That's so great. Such wisdom. So, uh, you've done a lot of things. You've had a marketing company, which you still have. You've written a book, you've got a podcast, you have your win the hour, win the day, uh, business that you do coaching and help entrepreneurs. So tell us, how did you get here? Where did all this start and, and how did you end up at this place?
1: Well, yeah, it does sound like a lot when you say that. Okay, so I've had my marketing agency for about 12 years and like everybody else, I got sucked into the entrepreneurial world and and I just kept thinking, "Oh my gosh, you know, okay, once I get this thing behind me or once the business is a couple years older and all these things and as John used to my husband used to say, you know, the first thing I always did was steal it from sleep like, "Oh, I can get up earlier and stay later and And so I was in business for a couple of years and realized that's not going to last forever. That's not sustainable. And, uh, you know, and he was my biggest fan. So I certainly couldn't have him paying the price all the time of me really like a drug addict. Every time you turn your back, I was in a closet trying to answer an email like, oh, no, I'm just over here. Like, (laughs) I'll be right back. Right. So I didn't think that was a healthy plan. So I thought something has to change and i started to feverishly examine productivity and really look at the success stories and and what was the common theme and you know and we'll dive into that a little bit later but when i did c- capture those themes and turned my life around and you know really started to oh, i could not believe how less I could work how I was in my own way how I could triple my time off and double my income and do all these amazing things and I was doing that for a couple years when I was pulled away from my business because John had been diagnosed with colon cancer and I was away for about two years and when I returned no one knew of my absence my clients had no idea Um, I didn't feel it was good for business I didn't like talking about it and they just had no idea that I was away and so they would gently ask me like how did I manage that? Because even if you take the emotion out of it, chemo, doctor's appointment, specialist surgeries, that was a full-time job. Um, So how did I manage all that? So I, you know, I started helping them because I had a renewed passion for that business should support your life, not consume it. And I started working with them under the capacity of, you know, productivity and in doing that i started to see their results and they started taking vacations for the first time and they started reaching these you know ambitions that they had had eating in their soul for years that where they're still trapped in running the business but they could never get to these moving targets that were really frustrating for anyone that's creative and you know an entrepreneur and uh, they started doubling their income and tripling their time off and it was just unbelievable and their families noticed the difference and the stress and all that stuff And I thought, you know, I want to help more people because I just, we shouldn't be doing this old school, grinding it out. So I thought, okay, let me write this book and see if I can get it in more hands and serve more people, you know, get it out there as much as I can. So that's how that all came to be. I love it.
0: What, you know, that's such a great story because, you know, you went through each of those things and like landed on your feet again, right? So That amazes me. That just does. So, okay. So we're talking about how did you manage it? A lot of people asked you that, and I'm sure sometimes you look back and think, I don't know, but yet you created a plan and not even knowing that that's what you were doing. And now you're actually teaching that plan and helping other entrepreneurs to be able to do the same. So can we talk about that for a little bit? And can you share, share with our listeners What, you know, what is your strategy? Give them maybe some tips they can use right now to help to win the hour and win the day as well.
1: Well, I would say the biggest thing where most people really miss the boat completely on is building a team. Right. And everyone thinks that, oh, like, Chris, you don't understand my business. Mine is different or I can't afford that or I don't have any time to manage that. And that's old school thinking when you're thinking of yourself in a physical building with having to buy desks and have a whole bunch of people that report to you. That's like that's done. Right. So what I would tell you is I call it the ward method. So really winning always requires delegation. So in order to, you know, get to that next level of business, and you were so kind to list my credentials, okay, so I wrote a book, now I have a podcast, now all these things, that means that I have other ambitions, and I have other books I want to write. So I can't be doing the same redundant work that comes in like, okay, this is my job, and then I keep recycling it, right? And you, you have to always be able to leave that project behind and move on to the next one. That's what an entrepreneur is. Otherwise, you're working crazy hours and you start to lose your zest of why you started this. And frankly, I'm sure we've all had jobs we hated. So you can just go get one of those and there would be less overhead, right? So so working yourself into the ground is just not an effective plan. So I believe, and I say this all the time, BSBF, business should be fun. So just remember, if you remember nothing else, business should be fun, BSBF because otherwise, again, go get that job that is much less expensive than all the overhead and things that happen here. So it's really about building a team. And so many people think that once I get to the top of the mountain, and I become more successful, and I have more, you've got more going on, I can then put that team in play. But you're not going to get up that mountain if you don't have someone to throw the rope to. And you know, you, you need to go back and forth to climb up that mountain. And every successful person in the history of anything in business and entrepreneurial they started with a team whether it's two guys in a garage they had a team but as i say that i want to caution people because they will often say okay chris you're right oh my gosh and run out and then they think okay i'll hire someone but they had no strategy they had no you know process to do this and that would be like you know an accountant talking to me and saying chris you need you need a, a, a better um, str- a better tax strategy for your business. I say, you know what, you're right. I'm gonna go do that, right? So we all go, okay, that's not a good plan. But everyone runs off and says, okay, you. Know, I heard you, Chris. And so I went and I hired this person or I hired someone that I knew and I thought I could trust, but no, she didn't have the skill set. or I hired from this platform. But that's what we do. We teach people how to easily have an easy and permanent fix so that you can, at the drop of a hat, Decide you need someone on your team for a small project or ongoing project and you could be posting something today to take five minutes and have them implemented and working within 24 hours. So understanding you need a team is one thing, but then knowing that it's a strategy you have to learn is another. So that's what I really want to impress upon people. I love that.
0: I love it. So, Okay, so I just want to say, and I, I know we've talked about this, but the video that you sent to me, I absolutely love that and I know you're you know you've been working in marketing, you have a marketing company and you are to me a marketing genius because <laughs> in a very noisy world, and of course, in podcasting, it's even noisier, right? There's a lot of chatter, a lot going on, a lot of exchange, a lot of people interviewing and connecting and so um i love what you did uh with the video and so i did post it in the she's invincible podcast tribe in our facebook group so if you're not part of that group i want to encourage you to request to join it today but um and you could see chris's video but chris Tell our listeners in this very loud world, how can they have the loudest voice? Because when I shared that video, that's what I said to people was, you know, if you want to get my attention, you've got to have the loudest voice. You have to make the most noise in this busy time. So could you share a little bit about that? And just that marketing strategy that you use that is effective for you?
1: Well, I don't want to contradict you. For me, it wasn't about having the loudest voice because I that wouldn't have worked for me. But I think what it is, you know, it's gonna sound boring, but I think do your homework and be sincere. So I had checked out your podcast, I had looked things up, I, you know, got a feel for what you're doing. I thought you and I could have a good conversation doing this. And so I wanted to personally reach out to you and articulate why I thought this would be a benefit to you. And I have my own podcast, When the Hour, When the Day. And I am shocked that, you know, somebody will say, hey, I want to be in your podcast. And sometimes I'm foolish. And I say something like, oh, great, why? You know, like, what did you listen to? Oh, I haven't heard it yet. Okay, well, Yeah, come on over. You have no interest in, you haven't left me a review. You haven't heard the show. So clearly when I have you on the show, you're going to help me promote it. And it's going to be a win-win situation because you can't even bother listening to it. Like you can't spare 20 minutes, right? So it sounds ridiculous, but I did my homework and then I sent you a video and just reached out to you personally and gave you some accolades and said, here's what I think you do great and here's why I think you and I would really deliver some quality information. So ah, just do your homework and then reach out.
0: I love what you said because you know what? It was sincere. And when I say the loudest voice, I don't, I don't want anyone to think that I'm in, you know, um, even insinuating that you were like trying to do something for yourself. It was yeah. that you got my attention. That's when I say yeah. the loudest voice, it's like you made me stop and look and listen. And I think that's what it's all about. And it was authentic. And the fact that you had a piece of paper that you had handwritten my name and where she. Taking it on the screen was yeah. like, oh my gosh, she doesn't just copy and paste this thing. This girl yeah. wrote this message, you know, this was for me and my name and everything you said was genuine, but because it was so genuine, that's what made me stop in my tracks. And that's what got my attention. So when I say loudest voice, that's totally what I mean. And I I, I really use that as a, a positive example of, you know, being genuine and, you know making it about other people as well and i think that's so important and especially now
1: well i think we may be saying the same thing only different so to me what we always say in marketing is if i say if you're driving along in a train and you see a bulletin board at 60 miles an hour you know, it, you, it has to capture you. So you're right. I had me waving your name back and forth on a piece of paper. So when you're scrolling through all your emails, I wanted you to stop and I wanted to get your attention. So, you know, loud as far as visibility or marketing or whatever. Yeah, you're right. I made every effort to do what I could to reach out and tap you on the shoulder and say, could I have a moment of your time? You did it, and it was perfect.
0: And hats off, it I loved it. And like I said, I'm using that as an example. So, uh, before we shift, I want to ask you about, uh, you know, the times right now, because I feel like this podcast conversation is very timely in a sense of, you know, you're in Canada, I'm here in the US, in Pennsylvania, and, um, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic and, you know, people have businesses and they're trying to keep them going. Uh, Do you have any tips on that, on, you know, what can people do from either, you know, win the hour, win the day or from the marketing side? What can people do to really make that pivot right now to keep themselves in the game, keep their businesses thriving?
1: Well, the first thing I would say is, uh, this is just my personal opinion. So there's a business opinion, this is my personal opinion. I would say, you know, I tell people, you never go to the news to get cheered up. So you have to not come from a position of fear. And it's so easy as an entrepreneur to always be fearful, like, oh, everybody looks like they're doing it better than you. And this, oh, like they're they're new pictures and they're they're using a better color and they have a better name. And so you kind of just have to put your head down and say, what what is it I'm going to do? And just put one solid foot out in front of the other. And again, I'm just going to keep coming back to the fact that whatever your zone of genius is, if you're, think of it this way if you were like in a paddle boat and you're like an Olympic paddler and you say, okay, I'm the best paddler that I won gold medals for this. And I have to get to that other shore. You wouldn't say, Hmm, what do I need? Do I need more time or, okay, I'll just paddle harder and harder. If somebody said, listen, can we put a couple of pad, you know, a couple of other fellas in the back of the boat for you? And they're not as great a paddler as you, but they'll help you. And you know, now you've got more, you know, manpower and you're going across the water, then you're going to get there quicker. So that's what I tell people all the time is this idea of hiring a team. You could be hiring somebody for two hours a week to help you edit your video so you can get more quality stuff out on social media and reach more people or these video, the video I sent you. We do have a process to make sure that that gets to you It's like, okay, I wanted this, I want that. And then we kept a note. And if you didn't get back to me, I would have sent you a different one in a different way. So I had people making sure that that got open, that kind of stuff. So it really is about, you know, people always think they need more time but what they need is more help right i mean something is simple we've all been like you know the first time you're in an apartment and you're 22 and you look around you have to move on moving day you don't say you know what i need is i need more time you go i need more help right (laughs) so and you can't get caught up in it's old school thinking that oh this is gonna i need to have five people or i need to get to a certain level of the mountain before i could do that you're not going to get up the mountain in any capacity if you don't have someone to throw a rope to. So the big thing is don't try to do it all yourself thinking that you're saving money cause you're not. You are costing yourself a huge amount of money by missing opportunities. Um, I know for myself, my person who does my all my editing for my podcasts and my videos, she often comes back with really great tools. Like there's a tool she found last week and it's like when I'm shooting this kind of stuff for you, you can right click on the word, um, and they say, do you want to take all these fillers out? So all of a sudden, um, is taking out of every person's dialogue and you're like, wow, that's a great tool. Well, that's her zone of focus. And she's, you know, part of my team. So she'll come with new ideas. Whereas an entrepreneur, even if I did know how to edit the video and I was wasting my time and I should be doing other things, I won't know the newest trends in 10 different arenas. So we get really short sighted and we confuse, sweat with service and we think as we're sweating it out and grinding it out we're doing good work and that is really limiting on our growth because I would tell you in the history of success in business nobody has ever done it by themselves in any length of time there even if it's, you know two gals in a garage that's where it started so that's the biggest mis- that's a, the most short-sighted pain point that most experience for a while I would tell you
0: that is such a great point too. And I myself haven't even thought about that as the fact that, you know, someone who does that and that's their job is so in tune with things as they're ever changing. And we know that's constant in the technology field. So that's amazing. And um, I'm going to, I want to also tell our listeners about your podcast. So uh, we have, uh, Chris's podcast is called "Win the hour, Win the day, And she, when she launched her podcast, she was top 10 in Canada, which is a huge, huge deal. And also top 75 in the US, which is also an amazing, huge deal, especially when you live in Canada. And that's where a lot of your uh, following is. So what has been the most fun that you've had so far in the podcast uh, arena?
1: Oh, the podcast is really delivering much more than I expected. It just gives me a reason to tap people on the shoulder and say, oh, I've got this podcast. Do you want to talk to me for a half hour? So I get to, I've had, I've been so blessed. I've had some really impressive guests on my show. And, you know, I walked away learning and as much, if not more than my audience. My audience tells me that these are great questions and good takeaways, but that's just because I'm there trying to learn. So, I mean, the, that people have a reason to talk to me and that I have a purpose for reaching out to more and more people. It's just been an A crazy opportunity that I didn't see. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to shift because on the She's Invincible podcast, when we talk about invincible, it's not so much about winning because winning is more undefeated, but invincible is getting back up. It's not giving up. And so I promised the listeners that in this podcast, we would talk to all of our guests about their journey and that they would share the good, the bad, and the ugly of their success. And the reason that I feel personally that this is so important is because when women compare themselves to other successful women, they see these mountaintop experiences of these successful women who are confident and poised and, Mm. you know, and they're, living their best life but they never see the struggle and so Mm. therefore they're looking at these successful women thinking that they can't have that and then they have of course all the reasons why and so today we're going to talk about your journey and we're going to talk about the good so let's start there and could you share with our listeners one of your good stories
1: uh i guess you know what i tried to say every day is good or the i I was (laughs) super excited when I finished my book. There's a saying, it's a bit of a grim saying, they say, you go into a cemetery and everybody in there has a book within them. And I, as I was writing that book, I thought, I see why now, because it's really easy to say. Everyone says they're going to write a book. And I was like, oh, I get this now. So I think, boy, oh boy, that was like giving birth to like a couple of children. So it was a big accomplishment. I've done it once now. I'll definitely do it again, but getting it done and out is, it was a huge undertaking. Yeah. Lots of learning there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so tell me about what that was like when you, when you finished your book and and you launched your book, like, take us there. What was, what was that feeling of that accomplishment or success that you
1: celebrated? Well, (laughs) I don't know if we're sliding into the next question. I think as an entrepreneur, and I know I am given feedback about this all the time, is that I don't celebrate the accomplishments enough. Because what happens is you just get it done, and then you see the next. Uh, either obstacle or the next mountain you have to sort of crawl up. So to me, I think when I got the book out, I was like, oh my gosh, it's out. And it was super exciting for a few hours and a couple of days. I was like, this is crazy. Like, you know, anyone that would pay attention, I would show them on Amazon, like it's real, it's there. But that was short-lived because then I realized, oh, now I I have to go out and promote it and I have to get on podcasts and I do all these things. And And the world did not stop spinning. And there wasn't confetti coming out of every room I entered because I got a book out there. And then you think it's such a big accomplishment that you wrote this book. And now you're in all these rooms with other people like, yeah, yeah, I wrote three books. I wrote five. So it's really easy. You're right to get really excited about something. And then really quickly compare like, oh, you know, well, I only have 50 testimonials and they have 500 or they've written five books. So you're right. You get caught up and lost super quick. On comparison, so I I had to remind myself that is forever, you know, a book. I I will tell you, I think I had a moment where I had my own books, like let's say I have books I've read that other people I really respect, like big books in the industry, and I just had a pile of books on my desk. And I turned around one day and I put my book on top of that pile because it's just where I kept my book, and all of a sudden I realized like. that's like a business book on top of a pile. I'm in that pile now, even if it was just an accident, even if it's just in my office. So that's when I kind of went, Oh, you know what? You really did do something. You are going to be sitting in other piles and other offices and somebody will have your book. So that was pretty exciting.
0: That is exciting. Yeah. That is. So yes. Yeah, so we're sliding into the bed. So does this fall into the bed we want to hear a story
1: about the bed? Well, you know what? I did have one more thought about the good. I think oh. the first time somebody called me and they told me they were using my book for a training manual for their team, it was a big deal. So that was pretty exciting. That was exciting. The bad. There's, you know what? I try not to sit in the bad too often. I think again, it's staying calm and staying focused. As you mentioned. Um, you know, I, we talked about me being away from the business and my husband passing away. So I was off the grid for over, I'd say three years of social media. Like, I mean, nothing like I, what was I going to say? Like, Oh, my husband died. Here's what I had for breakfast. Like, I just had nothing to say, right? Like to no one. And so I was working, I had my marketing clients and stuff, but I just did not have any social media in me. So it was a real push for me to come back on because of course, then people who hadn't seen me in a while would treat me differently. And then like, oh, you so, you know, it's so good to see you back. And there's, there's not everybody responds to you in the way you want when you're coming out of something like that. There's a little bit of petting you kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So the bad was I come back out and all of a sudden three years off social media, might as well be 30. Like some, some of the platforms changed so much. I couldn't even like, where's this button, right? So that was really difficult. And I had to also make the conscious choice to share this story. And it wasn't that it was sad or anything like that is, you know, I kept saying, why can't I tell this story without telling the story about John and people said, well, Chris, like it's the story and, and, and people need to hear this. But to me, I was a little concerned about it. You know, it looked like I'm trying to get sympathy or, or everybody has something that was just my something right now. So I really struggled with that a while before I was prepared to say, okay, all right, all right, all right. I I'll, I'll tell that story. So, That was, I don't know if it's bad, but that was a pain point for me.
0: Okay. Yeah. I could see how that would be too. And you're right. In technology, things are changing constantly. So, yeah. Yeah. So three years is like a lifetime, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have to do the bad because not because we love it. And you know, I love what you said uh, about how we try not to sit in the bad and this is so true. And that is, that's the whole reason for this podcast is because successful women know that we don't focus on the bad, right? Because we don't want more of that. So we we're constantly looking ahead at the future and, and the good. Uh, And so I feel like there's a time when we should, At least take time to acknowledge it and share, so that other people can be encouraged, and we're offering hope. Uh, So we're going to share the ugly, and uh, so yeah, let let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's never easy, but it's going to help someone.
1: Yeah, um, I think again, clearly, it was uh, a big, obviously, a loss, losing my husband. You know, not he was my best friend and he was my biggest fan. And sometimes I used to joke when he was here that, that has its consequences. Other people have, were running businesses and they'd be like, you know, their spouse thinks that they have more time than them because they don't have to go into an office. And I was like, oh, I have the opposite problem. He thinks I can do anything. So I really better pull this off because he's like all about me accomplishing anything. So so I sometimes felt I had extra pressure. So I lost my biggest cheerleader by far. Um, and then, you know, when you go through something like the whole landscape of your life changes completely a hundred percent. So, and then there's periods in the grieving process too, where like my memory was, I would say to my team, when I came back, you have to treat me like I've got an acquired brain injury because I would do things the day before that I just didn't remember. But luckily we had, you know, a process for everything so I could follow that. So the ugly was, you know, coming back out and then coming back on social media where, Um, I really had lived a very sedentary life for a couple years. I was doing really big walks in nature every day to stabilize myself and and because I felt my team should not be paying the price for what was going on in my personal life. So I tried to show up happy and positive To the point that one of them said to me, especially at the end with John, they're like, oh my gosh, Chris, if you come in here one more day and give me one more positive spin on these horrendous things that are happening to you, he said, I can't take it. So I was always trying to be positive to the point that they said, this is just sad and there's no positive here. Like you got to get it together. So... I would try, you know, go for big nature hikes every day and walks and come into the office and be really positive. But it was really hard to come back out in social media and to share my wounds with the world, people who knew I had been away, or just get that energy. When I felt on social media, like people are walking by you and you're kind of trying to get their attention and tug their sleeves and be loud, you know? And so to me, that was really took a lot of that was an ugly part for me. That was something I really didn't do well in the beginning. I really struggled with and uh, clearly I'm more comfortable with it now, but that was, if I could have figured out a way that I could have been out in social media and delegated that to somebody else on my team and they could have been me, like I thought about that left, right and sideways. So (laughs) I just couldn't make the math work. So that was really a struggle for me. It was painful in the beginning. Yeah. So, what would you
0: say? And I, I can't even imagine. And I'm just gonna, you know, there are just no words. So, I, I what I want to ask you next is just uh, as as we wrap up, is what what tips do you have for someone someone maybe is going through something as devastating or, and you know, everything to everyone is devastating, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, you yeah. can't measure the ugly. The ugly is, is your ugly. Uh, but what, what things do you feel that you remember that really helped you? I, you said the long walks, which I'm yeah. sure was wonderful. Were there other, any other tips that you could share that might help someone who might have their face on the ground right now?
1: Well, I would just say this, look, I I just got up every day and I did whatever I could. I dug my toes in and I did whatever I could to find joy in any moment. And part of my journey, and I do think that you know, when people would say to me, Oh, I'm so sorry, or whatever, I say, look, everyone is something. This is just my something right now. And, you know, my story is no more different than everybody's got stuff going on in their life. And I don't feel that your business, you know, should be there to consume your life. I think it should be there to support your life. So what I would just say is I worked every day at finding some kind of joy and something to get up and inspire me to say. And in many cases, it was John. I'm like, you know what? I have to honor his memory. He so believed in this. I have to, I, I can't let this just melt away. So find stuff that, to make you happy. I do firmly believe in taking care of your physicality. I tried to treat myself like a business athlete and said, I'm a, I'm a foolish fan of the Rocky franchise. So, you know, my sister said to me one day, Listen, you got to get it together. You got to get back, and go do the fight. And so I just would think of Rocky Four. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go walk every day. And I'm just going to, when I come out, when I'm ready to come out, I'm going to be in shape. I'm going to be ready. So I just tried to live on, like, look, this can't be the end of my story. So everybody's got stuff going on, or perhaps your business failed, or you struggled, or you thought you'd be further along the way. I will tie it back into the fact that I would not be anywhere without my team. And we had processes in place that allowed me to find these moments and take longer walks and stuff. So, you know, without a, a team could be two people that work four hours each this week. It's it's not a big thing, but it is somebody that you can lean on. And without that you're self-employed and that falls to pieces really quickly, even with a flu, you can, you know, that's, you're wiped out. So I would just say, take care of yourself, treat yourself like a business athlete, have a team, no matter how small and just put strategies in place that you can lean on. Like those you know, processes that I looked at every day when I, my memory was an issue. That's what kept me. It was like writing myself like amnesia notes, like, oh, okay, this is where I left off. But those were in place from years before. And that's what saved me and the business. So just be kind to yourself and find happiness wherever you can. Oh my gosh.
0: I feel like that is the, the amazing mic drop right there. Yeah. Boy, like boom. Boom. You are full of wisdom and I appreciate you being here and sharing your wisdom with us today. I know that you came with a freebie and I'm so excited that you can offer that to our listeners today. So do you want to tell them a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, we just made this and it's a little, I call it a a treasure box. So if you go to com forward slash free dash gift, We have a whole bunch of things in there for you, and we'd love to hear what you think about them because we'll add new ones, but there's at least 12 things in there. There's video trainings, there's a little PDF book. There's all kinds of jewels in there for you. So again, that's www.winthehourwintheday.com forward slash free dash gift. And we put some real good stuff in there that we normally charge for, so go wild. Oh, thank you so much.
0: And I just want to say to our listeners today that I don't know where you are. And if you are flat on your face, get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it.